Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Happy 4th of July from the crew here at KCBQ. And I really want to thank Southwest Point of Sale for sponsoring this hour. It's a point of sale system for grocery stores, liquor stores, and any retail store that you could use a self-checkout program. That's right. You don't have to deal with employees. You don't have to deal with anybody calling in sick. You don't have to deal with any of the above. Call 800-540-2149. Talk to Jeff, Mark, Beth, Ted, Tony, or Ramon. Tell them you heard it right here on KCBQ. They'll come to your location. They'll give a complete inspection, let you know whether it works or not. And if you do sign up, you get seven-day, 24-hour-a-day service. Nobody does it better. This is a an affiliate of National Cash Register, and it's a self-checkout for grocery stores, <clears throat> like the big boys do, Walmart and Home Depot and Costco, they're doing it. You can do it, too. That's, again, 1-800-540-2149. And thank them for sponsoring the show. And who else is sponsoring this lovely show? Mr. Miller? Yeah, we have Wayne Miller, mobile tire out in Santee. If you need uh, tires on your vehicle or any automotive needs, give Wayne Miller, mobile tire, a call at 619-596-2800. Awesome. So we got the whole crew in. We got Nicole. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Absolutely. Audrey and Ed. Hey. Hi, guys. Ed's got some interesting, if you're an AMA uh, motorcycle enthusiast, uh we've got some news there what do you got today anything and everything Uh there's somebody that's not prepared (laughs) see what nicole has oh well she's been to ground zero of one of the biggest controversies in californian off-roading in years and years so we just took a trip up uh the coast of the california coast and how long did it take you to get there so um, we went to Slow, which is San Luis Obispo, uh, to stay with my sister, and it took about six hours up there, and it took uh, about six hours back down. Okay. Um, so we went up there, and we did the touristy thing. We went to all the beaches, and I took my family to Pismo Beach, and we had a beach day on the sand. And then we were we were done. We walked the pier, and then we headed down to Oceana, Oceano Dunes, um, the um, SVRA park. And uh, checked it out. We ended up hiking in because I was afraid to get my van stuck. I didn't take the You Jeep mean you didn't time. want to take the minivan in? No. You didn't rent an ATV? I was scared. <laughs> no, I didn't. And it was a really busy day for ATV um, rental companies. That place was busy. So they're letting you drive ATVs on the beach. So there were a lot of uh, full-size pickup trucks with trailers and buses on the beach, which I was surprised to see. How do you get a bus on the beach? So they were the mini buses, and they were owned by the ATV. Com, uh, rental companies and so obviously they're taking tours tour well or tourists out to the sand dunes where they've already dropped i believe their atv like quads or other um i saw some little side by sides out there as well um and then i guess they spend the day out there riding and then they bring them back to um 
yeah, it's that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I, you know, you got to think about it. Just like your family, you didn't go up with you. You know, you didn't have your Jeep. You didn't have your off-road vehicles with you, so you could have rented them and gone sure. out. It's a that seems like that's like what a lot of the businesses for Oceana Dunes, and it's it's very sad to say that with the the new plan to eliminate it, they won't be allowed at all when I think that a lot of the visitors are brought in I think we have to a try flash. that out. No, and that's what I really wanted to see. I wanted, I drove it through the neighborhoods trying to see, like, who, or you know, would want this closed. And honestly, a lot of the housing, um, houses right next to the park have signs that say, um, um, against the closure. So, i I, I thought I was going to see a lot of pro-closure, c- shut down the park, and actually I found the opposite to be true. And um, so it's nice to see these banners up um, expressing... The beach Drive Ride Access for All, I think, was yeah. one of the most common ones because the Beach Drive Ride girls went to a lot of the neighborhoods nearby and gave out banners and, and stuff. And you could see that a lot of these people that have property in that area, they have their quads in their driveway. You know, you can <laughs> see that they've purchased that their homes for that purpose, you most know, people have a minivan. Right. They got a, a couple of quads. Right. Yeah. So and um, so it was really nice to see that it was being utilized. There was a, a couple of vehicles out there, you know, with their family playing in the sand, kind of like Fiesta Island out here in San Diego. So that was what I originally envisioned that it would be like, that it was all like Fiesta Island when, in fact, it's a lot busier. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of people out there, a lot of people using that space um, for off-roading, which was great to see. Yeah, and it's a very windy and cold beach, so if they did close, like, we we were at the beach and getting sandblasted by the northern winds that was your coming fault. off of the ocean. No, I think that beach is just like that. Oh, my, no, 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 my no, da- it's your fault. They yeah. knew you're an operator. My, my daughter. They said, oh, here she comes. She's so, comes a tornado. So I just have to say that the dust and sand was not kicked up by any off-road vehicle. This was straight there's, off the ocean, straight there's off no the There's no off-roading between you and the beach? Yeah, it's a very natural wind. Um, it's I, a powerful wind. Was I was out there wind. in the spring a couple years ago. It was just sandblasting. Yes. Uh, we and, were covered head to toe in sand. My daughter's towel was laying in the sand for about 15 minutes, and it was completely covered, covered. in sand. Wow. I've never been to a beach that was like that. That blew um, that hard. So honestly, like if they were to close down the off-road, uh, still, I don't think g- people would actually use that, utilize yeah. that beach very much um, because of the fun. wind and the sand blasting. We had to turn our backs to the ocean um, just to sit on the beach and be able to not get wow. sand in our eyes. So Wow. So that was interesting. And it was um, still a beautiful day. We did see whales out there. Right off the um, pier to the left. So if you're That's out there, so awesome. yeah, really, yeah, we yeah, saw. And they're being whales. sucked they in by the wind. Oh yeah, the wind. They're blowing yeah. them in blowing from the ocean. Blowing them in from yeah. the north. That's I, why they keep their tails underwater. I can't believe it's such a natural environment, right? This canyon, the wind just blows through the canyon, and it blows really hard. But hey, it's not the it's not the vehicles that does this. And yeah. since my, my sister is a resident, she gets the local papers. And actually, did you guys know that Pirates of the Caribbean was filmed there? Yeah. A, yeah. No. yeah at yeah. World's End. Mm-hmm. And um, that was one of the um, <clears throat> articles that was in the New Times paper. It was talking about how this is a great source for movies to come to because um, they can bring their rigs in yeah. with all the equipment that they oh, need on to the film beach? on the beach. Wow. And so, we should get them to help us right. advocate. 
so that's well there the question and you know after this article um at the end of the article was what's going to happen if they closed it down to off-road vehicles will these um uh, filming companies still be allowed to come uh, in with their it's only about two sure hours they from they will. No, uh, how, you why write a big it? enough check they'll let you roll oh, the i highly in. doubt it you got to think about who we're dealing with this <laughs> this is the sierra club that we are up against oh, here right. this, you got to think about they have the most political power behind them with the with their endorsements and and who they put in you know they right. they put power players into position to to you know bend their whim and so it i don't think if they if they end up actually closing down oceano dunes it I think the film industry's out of luck. I don't know where in California they would be able to film on the beach. It it would be a destination. Well, they would from have to there. leave. Yeah, they'd have to leave. They'd, they'd have go to go to Mexico. To, yeah. You know, Titanic was filmed about mm-hmm. thirty miles south of the yeah, border, well, twenty miles down yeah, not, there. Not very far. They they well, not the whole movie, but part of it. They they built a ship right on the beach. It's a tourist attraction mm-hmm. now. But there's other sandy beaches. They would be able to go down there. Yeah. And, well, and just stuff. another way for California pushing to throw out, money out the window. Pu- pushing yeah. business out money of California. Money we could have had. Yeah. yeah, it's just and That's only like two hours from Hollywood, so never right. very convenient. So, yeah, exactly. In the United States. Never ceases to amaze me. All right, folks, you want to help? Join S-D-O-R-C. Go to S-D-O-R-C.org. Join up. It's a very inexpensive, 25 a year. Help us fight these lunatics on the left. That do not want you to enjoy <laughs> yourself yeah. on oh, FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. That answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio. FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by... Primary Residential Mortgage, Inc., P-R-M-I, out in Alpine. If you're looking to buy a home, if you're looking to refinance your home, if you just need help and answers, reach out to Chris Wiley. He's there to tell you the truth and help you out any way that he can. Give him a call at 619-713. Oh, my God, I'm blinking out. Ah! 722 1313, right? There you go. Yeah. All right. Oh, my goodness. So, Nicole was up at uh, Pismo Beach, which was About nice to Oceana hear. Oceana Dunes, yep. Oceana Dunes. Uh, it's and not it's good to see that it was busy with uh, off roaders. Even though it's not a San Diego style beach where there's no right. wind and it's. Sunny. Makes you appreciate our beach because I've been up there. It was super windy. Was if you stand yeah. back and look, there's two mountain ranges off to the distance at. And it funnels the wind, the yeah. onshore wind, right into this, wind from this the narrow area. It was like area. straight, <laughs> bombarding your face. When I left, I had so much sand on my glasses, I could hardly see through them. No. That's how uh-huh. bad it was. Did wow. you get in? So there's big, people don't realize that not only do you ride up and down the beach, but there's a big sand dune area with all, you know, hills, sand, sand hills, like 
square miles, like a lot of space you can go off road. Anybody out there? So where we walked in, we could see people going up into it. But I, um, because of where I was standing at the edge of this um, uh, neighborhood, like we walked in through um, like a dead end of a neighborhood and walked down. Uh. Um, so I could see it. And I could see also where they uh, uh, quarantined off for the snowy plover, too. So that was cool all to see as well. Fences. Yeah, all the all the grassy areas. And so... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that was nice to see. And you could see people going up there, but I, because there was a kind of a bigger berm, I couldn't see, like, into, into mm-hmm. the ditch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, next time. Did you see anybody, you know, talking about, you know, saving Oceana Dunes? Was there a lot of... Well, like I said, there was signage on the homes that said, you know, um, stop the closure. Any so, booths set up on the beach or anything? I didn't see any booths. Um, I didn't... Also, when I was at the pier, I didn't see any information about it. Um yeah, it probably won't let them. I think it's kind of like the it's over the part that's oh. you know we're thinking like like there's a drama. <clears throat> we're going to make a decision. The decision's been made, so now it's gonna. They're just counting on the time till they can close it. Right. And, yeah, and, you and those see. of us who like the place, we're looking. We're hoping yeah, but these lawsuits, lawsuits are going to right? Well, you, so, so the yes. lawsuits are active. There's four lawsuits trying to keep the place open. In my personal opinion. I think one or more of those lawsuits is going to succeed. Um, we don't know till it happens. Right. But in the meantime, the area is slated to close inside of three years. Mm. It's supposed to completely stop off-road vehicle use in the area. Mm. It'll be absolutely devastating if Just they, if they actually the fight. do. If, so. it, if, it, if the Coastal Commission actually <clears throat> follows through with this and shuts it down and utilizes it, I, I can only imagine what's going to happen in parks and recs and, and how it's going to shake up parks and recs and then what what's going to come from a result of this. What other SVRAs are going to be affected by this and, and the outcome of it? Well, you a park know? in that if wreck you, if, in that area it, would be let go. It, well, yeah. Yeah. There, so, so you're losing the jobs and the personnel for it. Right. And, and how is it going to be maintained? And, and then uh, – but then – if this closure is literally because of the dust, the silica dust, right, which has been proven by Scripps, uh, uh, by Scripps Institute that it is not silica dust. There is no silica dust there. It's just sand blowing, larger yeah. sand particles that and are it's, blowing. And it's, it's a, not from the off-road yeah, vehicle. it's definitely no. not the, from the off-road the, vehicle. The interesting thing about the virus is that it, it provided us an that, extended yeah. amount of time with no off-road vehicles, and the dust monitoring stations – found the same dust as before mm-hmm. yeah so if it, not more but the coastal commission had a variety of reasons not just the dust they were looking at species and, oh they're and just looking for stuff. every excuse They'll, possible they, yeah it, they they gathered all the excuses that have been used and and said that those are the cause yeah which if you look at it we have we face every single one of those at every single sbra that we have here in the state of california because when when you go through the list of of reasons there, there's ways to mitigate each one sure. and to make them not so bad. But State, they don't want to hear it. No, State Parks has it. done more to save the snowy plover. Not just State Parks, but the off-road vehicle division of State Parks has done more than anywhere else in the state. They have a, the most successful breeding program of this endangered species. They live on Fiesta Island right out here and all the way up to Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the so, busiest off-road, the busiest not- state vehicular recreation area in the state 
has the best breeding program for this, this, this endangered species. Yeah, because we're held to a higher standard because we have a vehicle on vehicle emissions out there and the potential to possibly have a you know an oil drip here and oil drip there from our transfer case or our transmission or something like that. I think you know we're held to higher standards for what we can have on the beach and what we can do. And, and we have higher and soil what, standards, yeah. standards for protecting biological stuff, archaeological stuff. It's significantly higher than other state parks that are not vehicular recreation areas. Yeah. So one of the uh, switching, uh, turning of the tides, as you can say, instead of talking beach, let's switch to forest management. Um, San Diego yesterday, we had a fire breakout. They're still battling it right now up in Santa Isabel, um, headed into Julian in the backside of 79. That's one of the ways that we get access down into, um, as we head down into uh, Ocotillo Wells, Wells, our our state vehicular recreation right now. Um, The forest is on fire up there. That really worries me. And um, it it, it could take out a couple of of really awesome trails that we have up there. Um, Arizona as well. Yeah. Is having a lot Air. of issues with their trails being closed due to fires. Yeah, there's a couple fires in Arizona right now. So definitely check um, uh, websites, um, government websites, in order to make sure that these uh, trails are open before you head out. Yeah, and then where you just came from, uh, one of the really popular trails. I've been I've been trying to get uh, Clovis uh, Four Wheelers uh, Independent um, Friends of Oceana Dunes board member and new Corva board member Mike McGarity on to talk forest management. Um, he has several years experience working, you know, with the forests and forest management up in the um, eastern Sierras. A couple years ago, Bald Mountain Trail, um, which is the one that that their club uh, Clovis and Independent four-wheelers uh, maintains and, and handles uh, burnt and a lot of the forest. It's just, it's devastating mm-hmm. going, watching and going through there now from seeing it to be the beautiful forest that it was three years ago to, to just Sad. sticks now. Um, and it's it's on fire again. It had a fire break out two or three days ago, sure. and it started burning again in, in the same area above Lake Shaver, mm-hmm. one of you know one of the most gorgeous forests that we have here in the state of California. And and to see that, and then to see you know our fire here in Santa Isabel burning, and and it you know what one thing that that's good about our clubs that we do is we get out there, we maintain those trails, mm-hmm. we we trim those bushes back, we trim it back so that if something like this happened, a lot of those are fire trails that the the firemen use to come in and sure. gives them fi- extra fire break. Yeah, we give them additional support to help slow the spread of the fire when you have our fire trails and you have that trail access of us going through and utilizing it. So, you know, it's to see these fires and oh, what's like happening Carvaker with it. Trail? Yes, Carvaker Trail. They're afraid of the, the endangered species being uh, getting in trouble, being burned by potentially off-roaders lighting a fire. So they close the trail. And we had said, before you close the trail, why don't we make the trail wider, make it a fire break? Oh, no, we can't do that. So they close the trail. Uh, two or three years later, a big fire came through, killed all the endangered species. Mm-hmm. It wiped out everything. And they still won't open the trail. Nope. I tried. Yeah. <laughs> they won't even open it I, and it's empty. I, no. I tried, yeah. Oh, it's too hard of a process. Yeah. How hard it's, is it? It's, it's hard. It's, and uh, to and me, it's not it, impossible, but they just don't want to. And, yeah. and they're the they're the people, the custodians of the land. And if they don't want to, 
What do you do? Right. Yeah, you I know. Your it, you talk about stewardship and you talk about what you're supposed to do to help maintain these trails. It's like, you know, this is our beautiful America. This is what we want to see. We want to see the beautiful, natural, um, you know, environment around us. We want the forest there. We want to see these trees. We want the beautiful rocks. We don't want it destroyed. We don't want trash. We don't want it tagged up. We don't want, you know, we want it to be the natural environment that we get to get out and enjoy. That's what helps us to reset our mind, body, and soul when we get out there and and blow off steam for the weekend after working a really long week, you know? So to, and we to, need to go on social media and start putting pictures of these people and telling people what they're doing. They're closing this. They shouldn't be closing that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not political, so I don't think they'd take you off, off site. Yeah. But I, they would not like the heat. If, you no. had, if the off-the-road community was to do that, like if it was, you know, Bill Johnston, you know, yeah. he is in charge of this area. There's been a massive fire. There's not a stitch of wood left. He still refuses to open the trail. Does anybody know why? Yeah. Here's his email asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when he gets 20,000, 30,000 emails... Which- yeah, which don't get me wrong. When once there's been a fire there, I mean, I do get why they keep it closed for a minimum of a year to three years to allow the brush to come back because you know when it's all burnt and it's open, people don't like to stay on trail. They're like, oh, I can see all the way across. Right. I can see where I can get through, and and I'm just gonna make this new trail over here. Yeah. Other which issues, you know that could be yeah, really devastating. Rain too. and erosion yes. causes washes because there is no plant to soak up that water. <clears throat> so sometimes the soil gets eroded. So um, you could protect Potentially go into a risky, um, you know, position on the trail or get yourself stuck um, because this wash that wasn't here prior to the fire is now here. So, yeah, so true. That's why, you the know, closures are OK uh, as long as we get these things reopened in a quickly, pretty quick amount of time. Right. Yeah. And when, then I, it's when I was young, an area that I used to ride got burned and it was like a new playground. Like yeah. jumps and you. hills that we couldn't see through the brush were now exposed, and we had a ball on it. <laughs> I mean, it was the greatest thing. So, so before you worry, now it's a subdivision. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. There, there, that takes care of that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's one no of the habitat. things that, you know, that's why I'm, I, I get why, you know, forests keep it closed down for one year, like they tried to do with Corral Canyon last year when we had the fire come through, and it only touched a part of it. You know, there was a possibility of having people go off and they the trail, the and whole so they closed the whole thing down. I've, you know, which I don't get closing the whole I've thing down. I've met that guy. But... I roll my eyes when I think about him. Guy that closed. <laughs> oh, how does it, he? It, it it's a it's a. Uh, uh, I had know, a sweet talk as boss. You got to give and like, you got to take. You, you got to have some understanding, right? Because you 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 got to be. You, Understanding of their position of not wanting new trails. You don't want to damage. They closed 50 but... miles of trails because three miles got burned. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's not political. Hey, this <laughs> is SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM Welcome back. You are listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Happy 4th of July weekend. Yeehaw. Happy Independence Day. Fireworks tonight. Woo! 
By the way, <laughs> I heard the big bangs happening. We're going to the San Diego bangs. You going down? We'll see I'm how thinking big. about it. I don't know. They, I don't have they. I have they. Done, I was trying to look. Have they done it since they had the big boom? I don't remember. Uh, take your helicopter. I don't helicopter. think that they've done. Take my helicopter. You're hilarious. Well, it beats driving. <laughs> or your yacht. Well, I wish. Oh, I wish yacht. I had a helicopter. helicopter to the yacht <laughs> and then take the yacht to the barge. Now okay. you're just being mean. Yeah, right. <laughs> I am not. Uh, we've been sitting here talking an awful lot about open and closed trails, uh, why they do it. Why they don't do it. Uh, this is a 365-day-a-year fight, folks, just so you'll know. That's why there are so many uh, nonprofits out there fighting the fight for you. Yes. And all you need to do is throw them a few bucks. $25 a year seems to be the norm for almost all these groups. And if you join them, they can hire lawyers and lobbyists and try to keep uh, the crazies uh, under control because if it was up to them folks you would live in a house with no backyard no front yard no pets no cars and you would get a check and you wouldn't have to go to work because they don't want you to and you wouldn't have to leave your house nope. because heaven forbid a virus is outside That's and right. it's gonna get you so if you don't carbon dioxide. care about living uh like nicole drove 12 hours yesterday just to go Take her family to a beach that you probably hadn't been to or had. No, to. I have never been uh, at Pismo Beach. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So and and then you experience. got Audrey. She'll take off in the middle of the night and go sit on top of a hill and howl with the coyotes. How? She see. I told you she does it well. The eye even <laughs> the one eye even closed just like a coyote. Yeah, but, yeah. This morning I went and sat up on top of hang glider just to see? just to get out and Call just you to Wiley. go. Yeah. Wiley Coyote. <laughs> and then we've got Ed, who's been following some interesting news with uh, the AMA and the uh, FI. FIM? FIM. Yeah. What's that little insane? Well, I'm I'm a, I'm a off-road vehicle advocate, but I love motorcycles. Sure. I ride and race motorcycles, and I follow no. riding and racing. You I followed it all my life. And 20 years ago, the AMA... Was had Clear Channel was running Supercross. So AMA is the American Motorcycle Association. They're the sanctioning body, and so they they hire a company to run the Supercross. So they were using Clear Channel, and they decided that they didn't want to use Clear Channel. They wanted to use another company called Jam Sports, and Jam Sports is a, a concert promoter. And so they they fired Clear Channel. They hired Jam Sports. Well, Clear Channel was not happy about it. They were they were bent out of shape. And I didn't know that much about Clear Channel, but I recently heard that they were not the best company to work with, that they uh, are hard on employees and they, they, they cut corners. And Anyway, they're, they're difficult to work with. So Clear Channel decided they're going to put on a competing series of Supercross up against AMA and Jam Sports. So both organizations started planning a Supercross series. Now the riders had to make a choice, and most riders said, well, we got to go with the AMA. We want to be AMA champions. We Our sponsors want that. Okay, so both organizations were making contracts with big stadiums, big football stadiums around the country, and they were both putting together series. So Clear Channel 
did something that was a strategically brilliant move. They went over to Europe and they found an organization called the FIM. That's the Federa- uh, Federation of International Motorcycling. Yeah. They're the world championship sanctioning body. And they said, will you guys be the sanctioning body for our series? They said, of course. We were dying to get into American Supercross. So American Supercross racing is the most prestigious class of racing in the world for off-road motorcycles. And everybody loves it. To be the Supercross champion is the biggest thing. It's even bigger than the world motocross champion. So the FIM came over and said, yeah, we're going to sanction your series. So... The FIM has rules, and the AMA, American Motorcycle Association, is an FIM partner organization. And the FIM has a rule that says if your national championship series, you cannot have a race the same day in the same country as an FIM race, as an FIM world championship race. And so they all race on Saturday nights. There's no other time to do Supercross. So... The Clear Channel and the FIM had the AMA up against the wall. They had them in a corner, and the AMA had to come to the bargaining table. And so they all came to the table, and they made an agreement. And they said, we're going to work together. So for those of you who follow Supercross, they say it's an AMA and a FIM That's how it's been for the last championship years, right? race. That's how it's been for 20 years. Yeah. Well. Oh, 20 years. I didn't realize it's been that long. It's been 20 years. I wow. Know. So, the, so last week... The AMA and um, so 10 years ago, Clear Channel went out and Feld Motorsports took over. I don't understand why the change happened, but the change happened. So Feld has continued to be with the FIM. And last week, Feld Motorsports and the AMA announced that the FIM is out. It's just going to be AMA. Wow. That's huge. They got out. So is that good? Is it bad? It's not a world championship. So what? So... The, the rider on the track and the spectator in the stands won't know the difference. But so what, so why is it interesting? Well, well there's Bruce. been a couple of things that have happened over the years from the FIM that we didn't like. One of them is their stricter fuel standards than the AMA. Yeah. Rules and regulations. So one of them is that the, both the AMA and the FIM had a no lead allowed in the racing fuel. And their their way of measuring is different. And so guys who were AMA racers and their fuel was fine, they went to Supercross, they raced, and their fuel was tested, and their fuel didn't pass. Now, they don't mix their own fuel. They get it from a fuel vendor. Yeah. So a, a number of riders were disqualified from races for having bad fuel. Wow. In fact, remember the guy that I sold a motorcycle to last winter, uh, David Voleman? He got... He was like finishing first and second in these races, and he got disqualified on a fuel violation. Where Ricky Carmichael got um, in trouble, he was a big champion, yeah. and he just said, "We are not going to race anymore. We're going to take the whole rest of the series off." If this, um, he got caught with a little tiny bit of lead in his gas. Oh no! And he said, "I'm not going to race if you guys uh, penalize me." And so they withdrew the penalty. <laughs> that guy had some serious horsepower. So this lead ban is what really put the knife in the heart of the two-stroke racing motorcycles because there were two strokes and four strokes racing together. And the lead allows the compression ratio to be raised high enough that the bikes can make enough horsepower and torque to be competitive. 
So when the lead band came, that that killed the two strokes. So the FIM also uses an organization called WADA, W-A-D-A, which is World Anti-Doping Association. So you've heard about drug use and weightlifting, cycling in the Olympics. Yep. Well, the motorcycle racing also has that, or they, they go after it. And so a couple of stars have been caught, and it's super controversial. You guys heard of James Stewart, James Bubba Stewart? Yep. For, for years, he was the fastest rider in the world from the early 2000s up until the late teens. He was one of the fastest guys out there. So he never, um, he never denied that he uses Adderall. He has uh, attention deficit disorder. He's had it since he was a kid. He takes Adderall. Well, he got caught with Adderall in his system, and it's apparently a banned substance. And he had an 18-month suspension. Wow. And he uh, he showed them his doctor's prescription for it. And they said, well, you never did a therapeutic use exemption form. So he got in trouble. It was a big problem. <laughs> therapeutic? It's, well, if you, if yeah. you, if it you is a prescribed, and it is yeah, it, it is. yeah. So, you, you know, if you if a and kid, like you see this kid and he cannot sit still. I mean, it gives him extra stamina. <sighs> well... Well, that's the controversy. I mean, if you you want to you want to you want to get let, down to it. Let it me does, tell you the other you side of on the other side of. So James Stewart is a fast rider. He's also prone to crashing, which means he spends time recuperating. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't been training because you've been recuperating and you want to try to make it through a main event. A little stimulant could go a long way, making the difference between how that goes. Yeah, so that know, is the other side of the coin. For one, and, and I mean, if you're banning it, it's banned. That's the main thing. And that I, I'm just being the devil's advocate. Well, yeah. Everybody knows that what's banned and what's not. And if you mm-hmm. know you're taking it, you got to be jumping through the you hoops. Know, you to make these sure are not that old people. These are young men. How many? Okay, okay. They should have somebody looking how after them. How many handlers do you think they have? Yeah. Stewart probably has plenty. His hey. dad. So exactly. wait. If so Britney here's another Spears guy. has got handlers, these guys have got handlers. Yeah. And, yeah. and Stewart probably made more money from motocross than anyone else. Exactly. Uh, so another guy who no one's heard of called Cade. His name is Cade Clayson, who is racing. Um, I don't know, between five and eight years ago, and was finishing top 10 in some of the main events. He did fill out a, a therapeutic use exemption form for WADA and turned it in. Well, so many months later, he got caught with Adderall, and he was banned. He was um, served a, a, I forget and, how and long. His error there was he had never gotten a response from WADA. He never got a response. So what do you do when you don't get a what response? The, oh, well, if you don't send me a bill. Up. No, if you don't send or me a bill, I guess it's free and I won't make a payment. That goes well, over like a fart in church. No, yeah. you follow up and say, look, I got a race coming up. I don't even know. Next Monday or next Sunday, yeah. I need some clarification. And what is this, your this name? Is, yeah. What exactly. is your name? This, this is a, this is a 21-year-old kid. He's got a he handler. He doesn't. He's, he's, a, he's not sponsored the way these other guys. It's like him and maybe his dad. Okay, so he's the, the local first shop. person that's ever maybe had he's this just problem. Learning the ropes. He, and then, this is the first prop time that any uh, bike rider's ever had this issue. No, this yeah. kid knows what's going so, on. So yeah. Brock Tickle, factory rider for uh, KTM. Change your name. He got a two-year suspension for, uh, for using his name. A, 
for using a, a decongestant. So, so it which happened to be a AMA. stimulant. So it changes with AMA. So the AMA doesn't FMI. use WADA. So yeah, AMA does not use the World Anti-Doping Association. So, uh, so now there's so going to be new regulation for. They're going to have to figure out how they what well, they, they don't do have, for doping. They don't have a they don't have a group in AMA, do they? I don't think they do. I, yeah. well, I don't know what's in they've America. They've been tied for 20 years to FIM. So for 20 yeah. years they've used WADA. So what's the new regulations going uh, to be? Hello. That means well, that the, things are going to change. So Supercross Does doesn't start for another six months. So they've got time to figure it out. Well, yeah, they only have a couple months because they have to release it so that they're. Their riders and then now. everybody's got to be on. Yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> well, ha, ch- ha, hey, let's go ahead and take a all break. All of a sudden, she wants to be organized. <laughs> this is SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. I don't Back to SDORC, the photographic radio show, right here on FM 961. AM and 70. The answer. We're doing selfies. Let me, let me do a little, <laughs> another one for Chris Wiley because I did give the yeah, wrong phone number. It's did. not 1313, it's 1303. So, I know, I Chris Wiley, doing. Primary Residential Mortgage Inc., longtime supporter of the San Diego Off Road Coalition. If you're looking to refinance your home, you're looking to get a specialty FHA loan, give Chris Wiley a call at Primary Residential Mortgage Inc. at 619-722-1303. Very good. Yeah, he so, rides dirt bikes, too. He's okay. Yeah, He's no. a great guy. <laughs> he really is. And he'll take it. I have to tell you, I went up there to get a reverse mortgage, and he looked at all of my stuff, and he goes, you know, Dave, you've really done a good job making extra payments. He says, Getting a reverse mortgage would really be not beneficial to you or your family. You ought to just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's why I said on the last wanted, one, if you're looking just to ask some questions, you need an honest, reputable man to give you a call or to to you know review what you've got and and help you out. Give Chris Wiley a call, Primary Residential Mortgage Inc. He's a great guy. I got a friend. I'm trying to get to go down there and talk to him. I was gonna oh, buy that's... a helicopter. That'd be great. Uh, no, no, no. Look you for were trails. Not. Hey, they have a flying car. Tell, they yeah, just, I was going to just say, you, you know, you were guy? looking for the Tatum. You no. know, you want to be flying that one out at the dunes. A flying car. Yeah. Finally. No, they actually came hey, out with a flying car. See? Like production? What did it fly for 30 minutes? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see the video because I heard it on the radio, but it was it flew for 30 minutes. Really? Had wow. wings and everything that come out and. You're going to get one for By the way, I'm reading an awesome book. It's where they raced. Turn three, and this gentleman uh, uh, Osmer, it's all about all the racetracks in Southern California. Oh, what kind of race? Like uh, pavement, cars. dirt, cars. yeah, cars. Oh, in the nineteen hundreds, Speedway yeah, owns yeah. my heart. I'm well, not it, even gonna lie, Carlsbad a little I, bit, Carlsbad, but El Cajon Speedway owns Riverside. my called, heart. Excuse me, Cajon Speedway, not El Cajon. In fact, I talked Cajon to the mayor Speedway. this morning, yes. and I says we need to get that stupid thing back. Oh, it belongs to the county. Well, but. Yeah, what we, excuse is that? I says that's all right. I, I honestly said I don't need you. I got Joel Anderson. Yes, he's and, working on and it. he's working on it for we us. Need to I would love to have reach a, out to him and let's have it even call or come in. Yeah. Okay. Give us an update. Yeah, you got it. Because that's the well, only it's, way. It, we, hey, it's the we only know way. Where it's, at. it's the only way to keep politicians honest. Is 
well, get him to give updates. That was part Put of his campaign. On the air we we helped him out because we knew we for a fact him. that we love him. We love we love County Board Supervisor Joel Anderson. We also he, need to interview uh, Joseph Luciano. He's running for governor. Yes, and he is a massive off-road supporter. In fact, I'd like to try to. Well, maybe not this meeting on Tuesday, but. Maybe next month have him come out and speak to the group. This Tuesday is our general membership meeting at the Ranch House in Santee. We will be talking current legislation, Oceano Dunes, and Senator Brian Jones is coming in. Oh, is he coming? Um, Yeah, this this coming Tuesday we will have Senator Jones in the office to discuss. Yeah, he contacted us, said he'd like to come by. Well, I'll give you Luciano's contact info, and then you can invite him. Definitely. And maybe do a little vetting and see where his head's at, but I already know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Well, County Board Supervisor Joel Anderson's, um, uh, uh, one of his um, uh, promises to us was to help us get an off-road park, Mm -hmm. potentially a multi-use facility where we can do expos and events, um, possibly even have a a track there, you know. Asphalt and dirt. Oh, it would be amazing. That'd be nice. That'd be that a would drag be... strip, a road course, <laughs> an oval, uh, and then a little like a kind of a did motocross you ever go track. To that motocross track that was right there to the north of Cajon Speedway before they tore it down. I used to uh, practice there. Hey, yeah, practice there at night, weeknights. I'd go there and practice. Yeah, even after Cajon I think got Wednesday torn down, Wednesday was it mini up bike for night. a couple yeah, of years. It, it still stayed up. One of the local yeah. motorcycle uh, stores invited me out to ride one of their quads that they'd tricked out and <laughs> so I know, okay so i'm flying along and i go over one of the you know i don't go over really big and then the seat came out from underneath me oh my god <laughs> so i grabbed that put it down and i came in i said you know this thing really rides terrible all the lugs were loose <gasps> they were trying to kill me oh but, I my of, but i had fun i had fun <laughs> slipping and sliding yeah. and devin deforest ran ran the track there yeah yeah his cousin's yeah. the chiropractor gary gary yeah my buddy's with yeah um i miss that place is he it was a good nice. chiropractor he is yeah he's a big strong guy yeah. which is what i need like for my when my hip goes out i need a big strong guy to really come down on me hard send me some information because i mine just passed away i have a wonderful chiropractor too but she is gentle and does massage first and gets oh. all the muscles loosey-goosey mm-hmm. before she does that's it. a different oh, strategy yeah that's yeah. why i feel there's pampered. so many different i had a guy yeah. put me on a rack and left yeah, I've had that. Too. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you his contact. I was hurting more when I left. Yeah, we had so many customers that he just put you on a machine and fired off, you know, one of these electric, but it raised you up and then slammed me down right in your lower torso. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. Too. I mean, I like the thing that where the rollers push on your back up and they <laughs> move along. Yeah, when you off road, you do need a lot of, of <laughs> yeah, chiropractic. Sure. I need work a little help you. sometimes. I well, can, it's called maintenance. It's, it's is what part I'm of yeah, it's definitely part of uh, would be keeping up on your your maintenance for. So what's coming but, up? Um, there's a few different things. Uh, the what is it? The annual Jeep event for KMC in um, what, what is it? Santa Monica um, Beach is coming up, and that's in know. August. Um, we have, oh shoot, Sand July twenty fourth is Friends of Oceano Dunes is up in um, uh, mid California, uh, up near Fresno, the Clovis. Uh, uh, 
Rodeo Grounds will be July 24th as the Friends of when Oceana it, Dunes when is the Lakeside Parade? Barbecue. August 24th, Saturday, August 24th, we have the parade coming up for the Lakeside fl- Parade. I, SDRC will have a float in it? We do. So uh, if you have an off-road vehicle, you'd like to take it down Main Street in Lakeside, Saturday, August 24th, plan to be a part you, of the Lakeside s- Parade. How we, soon can you get that? That's fun. I need to get an event up. Yeah, I'll do that as soon as we leave here. And we come to KUSI and promote it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, We have the orange trailer. SDRC has this big orange travel trailer. All our stuff is in it. And Mm -hmm. you can tell it's ours. It has our name on it, and it's bright orange. So we like to tow that. Start with that, that and that then everybody just goes got behind. Moved from my brother's house down to High Master to get cleaned out and nice. going through. And when do we need to work? TLC. Can I help work on it? Uh, yeah, give I'm Rob a call. Too. Rob Smith, our treasurer, he he just moved it from my brother's house to High Master and, and is planning on doing some TLC this week, I believe. Yeah. High Master, yeah. they work on Jeeps, right? High Master Metalworks, yes, they mm-hmm. do. They've they, done not, a lot of work to my Jeeps. Jeeps though. Not only yeah. Jeeps, Four-wheel anything and everything, any type of vehicle. They do custom like bumpers. Like cages and yeah. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They also do metal signs. Um, sign A&D Logistics, oh. they did all yeah. the heavy haul uh, um, you know, repairs to the tractor trailers and stuff. Any type of metal work, what, you know, they do absolutely fabulous fabrication. Um, Travis Highmaster is just brilliant when it comes to Sounds like a great advertiser. Yeah. Oh, I've I've hit him up. They they anything that I need done to my Jeep, he's willing to do for for the Rebel Rally for me so he'd be a sponsor okay. for it. So okay. if we end up getting any any product uh, to what needs need? to be attached or put on. Well, you can't go um, much cuz you got to be st- if you're in the stock class. Well, we're not going I don't know if we'll pe- technically right now cuz I only have the lift on it. I still have yet to actually do the bumpers and and the rock sliders and mm. anything else. So it's still so pretty better make stock. a decision. Is it going to well, be I keep or is spending be money some... on other things. What about the um, that uh, you saw that electric uh, hybrid Jeep out on the the lot here? Oh yeah, uh, yeah that boy, would be nice. how yeah. would that work for you guys? It, you know, I mean, it only gives you twenty one miles, but what it does is it allows you to utilize the electric motor torque. Yeah, when you're climbing oh, over, it's got things. a lot more torque. Yeah, it's got really? 400 and 415 foot wow. pounds of torque. Yeah. Yeah, mine's only got like, what, mine's like, 285? Yeah, if you're I, lucky. I think mine's 285 for yeah. torque. Wow, that'll yeah. get you That's because I've got the turbo. So that's, well, this is the four-cylinder turbo as well. Yeah, mine's the four-cylinder turbo. And that's plenty fast enough on oh, yeah. open road. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'll get up and scoot. Yes, and I absolutely love it. 20, 21 miles per gallon mm-hmm. if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you don't get that, do you? <laughs> Probably not I, hers. I'm more like 15. I was going to say you're 15, 16 if you're, if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah we're gonna, that was the other point I was getting at. Oh. What, what's coming up? I don't know. There's well, some I'm lizard that's recent. lost. I'm we haven't found him yet. So. We do have the upcoming Lost Lizard uh, Off-Road Fun Run Saturday, November 13th out at Superstition. We're working on gathering uh, raffle prizes, products, sponsors, checkpoints, um, volunteers. If you're looking to help us out, we'd um, our our volunteer our association lives and dies off of its volunteers that donate their time and their efforts and take care of us become a member $25 annual membership pre-register for the lost lizard on our website and follow us uh, we've been getting pre-entries I know it's kind of early but people are excited SDORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170 The Answer 
Thanks for joining us for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl, the program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit SDORC.org. That's SDORC.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego.